Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. What's up, everybody? I am your regular Talking Shop podcast host, Brad Roland. As you can probably tell by clicking on this or reading the podcast description, this is not a normal episode of the show. It is actually originally a video podcast interview that Garav is doing to sort of head up a video-based series. Uh, normally, of course, we have our, uh, our regular podcast here on the network between the Talking Shop podcast and Road to Atlanta, but we had a couple requests for people to listen to these video interviews on audio only, and I figured it'd be a good way to sort of implement some of some people that might have, might not have seen the video podcast into the audio feed. So this is definitely a fun interview with, with Makai Backstrom. There's plenty to get to in the future. We have more of these coming potentially, but I uh, wanted to go ahead and tee that up to just let you know what is going to be in the feed, what's in the feed on this podcast. Also, there is some audio weirdness a little bit later in the interview, part of the conversion process and the video process. Our apologies for that, but hopefully you'll get the gist of the interview. And again, you might see another, another one or two of these in the future, maybe even more than that. But we'll be back again in the near future with another regular podcast episode and uh, please enjoy this i guess translation from video to audio hey everybody uh everybody tuning in here for the first ever video podcast episode of talking chop my name is Gorham, and i will be your host through this series uh the series is kind of dedicated on what should hopefully be braves transactions the results of the week and that kind of thing we do see this uh, new COVID wave hitting the Miami Marlins, and now they're not playing until Tuesday. So we'll have to get creative with some kind of content here. Uh, luckily, we have been blessed with uh, Braves 2019, one of their top 2019 draft picks, uh, Maki Backstrom. How are you doing today, man? I'm pretty good, man. I'm pretty good. Um, loving life, chilling. chilling. Um, doing great. Awesome, man. I, again, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be a part of this first episode. And I guess the uh, big question is, are you ready to dive right in? Oh, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Right, man. Let's go ahead and start back at the beginning, all right? 
we'll set the we'll set the stage. It's June second. You know, the draft is June third. You finished all your showcases. You've gone through your interviews, all that kind of stuff. Your perfect game pro- profile. I got to be honest, looking really sexy. You got 99th percentile and bar- barrel speed, 101 exit velocity at 18 years of age. I'm reading this in my drafts in my my draft process, and I'm like, all right, I need this man in the organization. I don't. I've never seen. I like. I got to be honest. Like, I'm not a huge, huge draft guy. That goes over to Matt Powers, but like he's mm-hmm. telling me this. I'm doing my own research. So I'm like, oh, we got to find some way to get this kid. Um, right. What's going on through your mind on the second? You got the draft the following day. Do you have teams calling you constantly? I know you've gone through your interview process, but is it kind of like a wait and see? Where am I going to land in the draft? Or did you kind of know what kind of direction the draft was going to take you in? Um, I think it was a little bit of both because I had like a, okay, maybe I have some sort of knowledge and know where I want to land and know where I may land. And then the other part in the back of my head was like this big mystery of like, where, where am I going to land? What team's going to take me and who is going to ultimately, you know, take that chance. Not a stress. It was it was a big joy for me. It was a lot of joy that turned into like, oh my god, like this is finally happening because you know, fourteen years of playing ball is a long time coming for it, and you know, it, it made me truly happy. I'm not gonna lie, it made me happy. That's fantastic. Did you have like? I did it. Um, well, I had a really good relationship with the scout. But it was honestly a big let's let's see, and then she kind of yes in my notifications anytime I tweet something. That's awesome. that's your your Fresno State offer. I know that for players was it like kind of tough to take the gamble because I a really nice signing bonus, but it's still. recruiting process um even with Fresno State history of the program what this program is about and what really attracted me to Fresno State before it was guys like TP Terry Pendleton Aaron Judge and that guy what's his name that just got drafted this year he just throws absolute gas smoke uh I think he's a cardinal now um but it was a big family there and the family aspect made it kind of tough to to choose between like oh what do I do what do I do and I think the biggest thing was just to follow my heart and follow what I wanted to do with my life no matter how much how great of a coach Jermaine was and Mike Batesel who's tough but loves everybody I think it was just more of what what did I want in my heart and what 
did I want to do? What did I want to achieve now? And never look back. I have my opportunity. I'm going. I mean, that kind of segues into my next question was like, where did you really find your guidance for the decision? Because you're 18 years old. I mean, that's a big step. You're, you're taking like this monumental step for your career, right? Everything mm-hmm. kind of sets into place a wave of emotion. So like, who are you talking to? Who's in your ear? Who's, who's helping you make that decision? And how much did the fruit basket weigh into your decision process? <laughs> um, I know you've been waiting to ask me that for months. <laughs> uh, but my mom, she was praying for me every day. Mm. Most of my family, um, just the people around me, constantly every day that lived in my house, they were they would see me go through these ups and downs of like, okay, do I want to do this? Do I not want to do this? What do I do? And really one of my old coaches and who I coach with now, um, his name is Ruben Smiley. He would tell me that because everybody calls me Big Sandwich. Where I'm from, I'm, I'm Big Sandwich. I'm Big Sandwich. I'm Tuner, Big Mac. I'm just anything big and put behind it, that's me. Uh, he was like, Sandwich, you know, I know you want it. So, you know, you're going to have to go follow your heart and go get it. So, and the fruit baskets, man, I love me some fruit. And I love, I don't know, I just love the, 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 I think what made me the most happy about it was the, not only the generosity, but the meaning behind it was like, people are here to support you in your dream. And the fans are here to support you in this dream as well. So like, go get it. And, you know, it's, it was a blessing when you guys did that. that. That was just something that I think it's a new tradition for you guys now. I think it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's something that it, it's, it, it's just so special to me because like, I've never seen that happen before. I've never seen personally somebody just like, you know what, let's buy this guy a fruit basket. Like, <laughs> man. And I shared it with my roommate. He was in love with it too. Indigo, he loved him. Loved it. For, for anyone that, that hasn't really heard the story, while, while he was going through the draft process and, and figuring out what he wanted to do, it was actually Garrett Spain, who was also over at Talking Chop uh, at, at Braves MILB, who was like, we should just send this man a, 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 an edible arrangements. You know, no matter what happens, like, this is, a big, this is a big decision he's making. No matter what, he deserves some kind of, you know, some kind of gift for going through this entire process. So we got together, we got an edible arrangements, we found the uh, address to send it down to Orlando. And once he signed, we sent it his way. And uh, that was it. Uh, I do like yeah. the idea of making it into a, uh, a tradition, though. I think that's something yeah. I will say as soon as that 2020 draft ended, the first question I did receive was, who's getting the gift basket? Uh, so far, you are the only one, but we're going to have to definitely change that up a bit. Yeah, uh, man. <laughs> so now let's fast forward. You're drafted. You signed with the Braves. Your first assignment, you go from the beautiful California uh, environment to the hot, sweltering Orlando in the middle of the summer. What kind of what kind of like change was that? Well, you know, as you know, we moved from Orlando to. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. So I went um, from Cali from like this, like no humidity. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't affect me humidity because I'm I'm island. I, I got it in my blood to be in the humid, um, but just the slower paced town and everything that came with it. It was just like, it was a whole different environment for me. And personally, I loved it. I loved the slow pacedness. I loved the slow life of just balling every day and nothing else to do. And just trying to further my game and 
a different environment away from home because I've never been away from home for so long. But mm. it it was honestly, I didn't mind it. I, I played good in Florida. I played good in different states, really. Mm-hmm. But um, no, it was, it's, it was a blessing. It, honestly, it was a blessing in disguise to move away from home. Okay. That's really encouraging to hear because now, you know, baseball life is not easy. So that's something that's going to definitely take getting used to. So I'm glad you had such a pleasant first experience with it. Um, that class that you reported with down and down there was absolutely loaded, right? Uh, you had insanely, you had insane talent like Michael Harris, Steve, Stephen Paolini, Vaughn Grissom, Caden Morton. Those are just the position players. You have Joey Estes on the over on the road, uh, position or the pitching prospect side. Like that team was really, really good. Uh, really good. Were you guys like constantly talking from talking to each other and learning from one another, or was it more of like a a friendly competition? Like you did that. I'm going to try and one-up you type thing. Um, honestly, I think it was more of everybody helping each other out um, because we knew we were all young and we all are – it's our first time being away from home and being away from the, the nursery of home. And, like, obviously there was a little bit of competition, I'm not going to lie to you, but it was also that fact of, like, okay, we're all here. We're all in the same boat. How do we go up? How do we climb the ladder with each other? That's awesome. That's fantastic. I love the, the fr- almost like the friendly competition, but constantly motivating one another to, to succeed. Uh, right. I guess kind of leads perfectly into my next question, which is like, what's going on through your mind when you see someone like Michael Harris, who you're, you're going at toe to toe in terms of player performance, but you see him getting promoted to Rome before you. Was it something that you're like, that's fuel for me, I need to continue to work? Or was it, this is my boy Michael getting promoted? I'm going to get my time, my time's next, but I'm just going to be here and celebrate him. Like what, what's, what's exactly going through your mindset? Well, of course, um, the first day I learned he got promoted, I was like, like, I'm, cause me and Mike, we're, we're, we're really good boys. Um, I was like, Hey Mike, congrats. Like go do, go do big stuff. Go do epic stuff. And, um, <clears throat> and in the back of my mind, I was like, okay, now I, that fuels me to go mm-hmm. be right there with you and go be up there and, and, and go ball out and go win. And it's just, that's the kind of person that I am. And that's, that's just, I'm always motivated. Always finding something to motivate me. Sorry, somebody just walked in the door. <laughs> no worries, man. Uh, yeah, I saw you were, um, you were looking for one of his cards too, which was really cool. I yeah. just love, I love seeing that interaction when you were doing the, uh, the whole card breaking thing on Instagram. Definitely, you guys need to follow at Players Break on IG uh, for whenever. When I guess when I guess you'll kind of announce when you're when you're going live, right? Yeah, we're going uh, we're going live pretty soon. Um, I'm actually uh, we've been I've been getting all my cards and all of my um, I've I've been getting all of my stuff from this place called the Bullpen LA down there in Westchester, and. Uh, They've been hooking it up and showing me a bunch of love. And this is what kind of really started me and my mom. And it's just, we'll, I, we'll let you know for sure. We'll let you know for sure. Definitely, you guys need to go follow at Players Break on Twitter and IG and, and enjoy this process. It's really fun being able to interact with him on a kind of one-on-one basis and ask some different questions. Definitely uh, ask questions and ask whatever you want because, I mean, we have a whole setup and a whole thing uh, Joey's bringing it down. He's coming down to live with me. We've got like this whole setup that we've got. We got our mats, we got our gloves, we've got everything. We've got the whole little get down and setup going. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be dope. That's, that's how that does sound pretty dope. Uh, all right, 
let's cut to 2020, right? You got everything that's happening on in the world right now. It's, it's a little, little weird. Uh, we're, we're hearing details about made the major league season, the minor league season. And then suddenly you hear, bam, uh, no minor league baseball this year. Personally, I'm absolutely devastated because minor league baseball is like, is my jam. I absolutely love it. I love reading. I love watching it. I love talking to the players. I love learning everything about it. What, what's happening with you? Like, what's your, what's going on in your mind at the very beginning when, when you hear the first rumor that there might not be a season was definitely a little sad like well not a little sad a lot of sad but um and like okay maybe there's some baseball who knows like let's just wait for instructs and then it's like dang now I'm officially hearing that there's no season what am I preparing for what what's the date that I'm preparing for and it's made me sad but then at the, at the same time it's like Okay, now I have this time to get better. Now mm-hmm. I have this time to show people that I am not lazy. I'm not. I'm not sitting here on my butt. I'm, I'm getting better, and I'm working, working, and working, and trying to elevate my game to ultimately win a starting position in the big league level and do that for years and years to come. I mean, yeah, obviously you're not lazy. I'm seeing these workout videos you're posting, and you're you're looking just yoked out right now. Is that something that was 100% on your mind or did the Braves give you some kind of nutrition plan and something to work on? Like how exactly have you uh, kind of adapted to life in quarantine? Um, it was something that has always been on my mind is just to be, to be able to be as fit as possible and be able to be as mobile and as flexible and as strong and wiry strong, not like, uh, football player, linebacker. Is there any kind of uh, yeah, um, they gave us team builder. Um, Just started to give us like cooking with a from the gym for a little bit before the team would like I've been been loving it. That's great, man. What do you want to take away from this year and your more strength and outfield gloving in that first base, just gloving everything and being. I got you, man. What 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 would my main goal is to
just have fun because and mm. just to enjoy every single moment and take every single pitch. It's game seven of the World Series because how I love to play the game. That's like people in this world do just thrive under pressure type of stuff. That's great. Explain to me your, your CMACB. CMC stands for a chance. Yeah, I like that. I was like, champion. So chances made champions. as like a, a person what do you do what the card stuff that really gets you it's not something i was really passionate about like Opening up like a mystery box and I like to go to the beach. Um, Cali boy, I like to go to the beach. Weight room is technically like baseball for me, but I love to go. Something that's in my mind all the time is like. That much better turns into that much into being uh, a need for speed though. Oh, it, wow. I won't play Fortnite with him. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even build in Fortnite. Car and Call of Duty, maybe. I play with. Play with a couple guys. And it's, it's fun. It's fun. You, you like the. For my big hands, personally, I like. I totally understand. I, I mean, oh yes, yes, yes. I grew up.
thing about DBZ. What about yourself? Like, what are your, what's like top show, top movie? Okay. Definitely have to be some sort of Dragon Ball Z. I used to stay up. A bedtime was nine o'clock. But um, I don't know if you remembered, uh, Dragon Ball Z GT came on at like 10 o'clock, I would say, on uh, Cartoon Network. Yeah. And when, um, that was my favorite one when, uh, no, actually my second favorite, because my second favorite, my first favorite is uh, just the new one that just came out. Super, super. Yeah, super is awesome. Super is crazy. But uh, I watched, that's like the one thing I used to look forward to watching too, like after, um, my games on Fridays or Thursdays, I forget which one it was. Um, when I first went down, I was like, all right, I'm about to go watch Dragon Ball Super. I'll be right back. Like, let me just get my 30-minute episode in. But this Dragon Ball Z, I love it. I used to play that game a lot. I wish um, I wish the new game was a little bit better, though. Yeah. I was, I got it, like, the day it came out, and I was heartbroken when I was like, this is almost unplayable. My bro- Yeah, my, my older brother, he loves it. I just... I can't get into it. I, I, I can't do it. It's, mm-mm. Well, can't do it. <laughs> what about, uh, name one thing that maybe, maybe name one hobby or one thing about you that most people probably don't know about you. It's one thing that most people don't know about me. Like you said, you said that you, you do, you dabble in StockX. Like I, I have a lot of fun on that too. I actually just got a new pair of uh, Retro 6s from uh the the hair edition so it's like the bugs bunny themed uh six which i absolutely love but like what's one thing like that that maybe the average person wouldn't know about you um that's a hard question (laughs) uh i I like to dabble in stock x like to dabble in baseball cards um what's something else i like to do i like to just invent stuff like i like to invent tools that like the everyday person would struggle doing. Like I like to invent, I just, I have a creative mind and like, I like to sit there and like, I like to build stuff and somewhat read sometimes. I'm a big reader actually, mm-hmm. um, articles and different things that help me. Uh, I'm a cook. I like to cook. I love to cook. Love oh, yeah? to cook. Love to cook. What's your favorite dish to cook? Um, I like to cook jerk chicken, rice, beans. This is healthy. Mm. And it's just something that reminds, like, whenever I'm gone, I, I cook it, and it reminds me of home, and it reminds me, like, of my mom. Mm. So I cook it, and then, man, it's... But I want to learn how to cook oxtails. I don't know if you've ever had oxtails. I don't know if anybody ever had oxtails, but if you've never had it, go to your local Jamaican spot and try oxtails. You can't mess it up. It, it's that good. You can't mess it up. I, I couldn't agree more. One of my first jobs in college was at a farmer's market. And one of the people I used to work with was this Jamaican woman. And she used to make the most fire oxtail uh, I've had in my life. And it's like, yeah. unfortunately, when you have it at that level, you struggle to find it's a good stuff. good anywhere else. Yeah, I, I have this, um, this uh, Jamaican restaurant by the house called Natural Arts. And I go there whenever, like, um really feeling some oxtails and just really wanting like the good stuff like sometimes you settle for less it's just like yeah it's still good it's still good but it's 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 natural is just it's fire (laughs) i feel you man when 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 you make it to atlanta i got a couple recommendations for you for best oxtail in the city i got you 
I'll be there. I'll, I will be, and I will be enjoying it probably every single day of the first week. <laughs> well, man, thanks so much for, for taking the time out to joining us here. Uh, really look forward to learning more about you. I'm really, really excited about 2021 and seeing what, uh, what you got in store for us, man. Oh, man, it's going to be some big stuff. Big stuff coming. I, I'm high for it. <laughs> I'm high for it. Uh, thanks so much again, and uh, I hope you have an absolutely wonderful rest of your day. You too, man. Thank you. Take it easy. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13.